everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're going to talk about family expectations today. Um, we're going to dive a little bit into our family backgrounds, um, what our parents expected of us, what we expect of them, talk about some of our traumas, and share some funny stories. But first, before we get into it, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So, on no, Friday? Friday of last week, I guess, at this point, um, I found out that Always Sunny in Philadelphia is on Disney+. Plus. I am not sure why it's on Disney+, Plus because that show is, like, very vulgar and controversial in nature, and Disney's all about that, like, family experience. So, kind of like a juxtaposition, but I was so happy about it that I started, like, screaming and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, Jordan, guess what? Guess what? And he's like, what? We just had ordered food at that time. And he's like, did they give us an extra deep fried cheesecake? And I was like, no. Wait, deep fried cheesecake <laughs> sounds really good. It was like, it, I guess it's not deep fried cheesecake exactly. It's fat bastard. I think it's fat bastard. They wrap a cheesecake in a tortilla and then they deep fry the tortilla. So it's like a cheesecake egg roll, I guess you could say. It was good. That's amazing. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have had that kind of reaction to them giving it us, giving us an extra one, you know. But like that was his go-to. He was like, "You sound like you're, you sound so excited." So my mind automatically went to they gave us an extra cheesecake. Cheese. Why do I keep on saying cheesecake? Cheesecake. Nice. But he was severely disappointed. He was nowhere as happy as I was to hear about this. But like, oh. you don't understand. Like, you can't watch Always Sunny anywhere. Like, it's in Canada. It's never been on a streaming service before. Maybe Netflix back in the day. Like back, back in the day when Netflix wasn't even that popular. Maybe. And like, anytime you try to find it on like online through other means like it's not good like the quality isn't good it's like it's filled with ads you're probably gonna get a virus if you try to click on it like any link it's funny because as soon as you said it was i went to watch the first episode and like right off the bat it's like a race episode Mm -hmm. and like they drop the n-word at least twice and it's like oh disney okay Yeah, like with all the stuff it, but okay. they censor and everything and like the things that they do, why like always sunny. Like I'm not complaining, but it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense to me on why they have it. To be fair, like you need to censor the whole show if you <laughs> want it to be PC. Yeah. But it's it's it works. It's like super funny show. I quote from it a lot, even though I haven't seen a lot of it. Um it was like a big thing when like on Tumblr back in the day where people would always like screen cap scenes or make like just out of scenes from Always Sunny. And I'd always be like, oh my God, what show is that? And then every single time it was always, always sunny. And I always asked, what show is this? I would like to watch the show. And again, could not watch it. My favorite quotes are, so anyway, I just started blasting. <laughs> and um, I dropped this magnum condom for my magnum dog <laughs> what is your update this week <laughs> i wanted to talk about the restrictions going on with covid um i know this is going to come out like a little bit later but uh restrictions have started um this is what the fourth or fifth one the emergency breaks have been put on for the province um gyms are closed now i just learned this recently thanks to wanda 
um, hair salons are closed now. Like nail places are closed now. We are handling this so poorly. I am very confused. I am frustrated and I am sad. Yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. What gets to me the most and like not to come off as like an anti-lockdowner. Trust me, both of us take the necessary precautions. It's just that like I don't understand why schools continue to be open, especially like high schools and stuff where you can take learning online. Like I know it's not the best situation for like these high school kids, but the alternative is cramming 30 of them into a room together and teachers aren't given priority for vaccinations and everything and frontline workers aren't given priority right now it's everyone who's over the ages of 55 i think in some regions of ontario and it's like these are the people who are retired who are sitting at home or get to work from home kind of thing like if like if they're not in like a long-term care home or like a retirement home they are probably less at risk than the people who are going out every single day working a minimum wage job as an essential worker who come into contact with like a bunch of people every single day. Like I just, what are your priorities, Doug Ford? I also want to know what are your priorities, Doug Ford? Why are you doing this to us? He like gives a lot of back and forth things. Like first he's like, hey, lockdown is over. Like let's reopen outdoor dining. Let's reopen Mm -hmm. indoor dining. Yeah. And then he was like, guys, I'm really unhappy to see all of you guys out and about like this. That's like, dude, you literally just opened indoor dining and outdoor dining. What did you expect to happen? Yeah. Um, and then he was like, nope, don't like what I'm seeing. Shut it back down. And like, he really pushed it too. Like he really waited until like the middle of the Easter long weekend to kind of do it. Well, we're not the professionals here. Yeah. We're just the sarcastic commentators who are yeah. very done with life. Every day is the same. Even the doctors who are the professionals are also not being listened to. So it doesn't matter what you are unless you're a corporation. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Who is your beef or crush of the week? So my beef of the week is the fact that every single time we seem to post a thumbnail with a white person in it, specifically a white male, it gets way more impressions on YouTube and way more watches and likes. What's up with that? I don't understand it. Um, So for example, the online dating episode had 1.1k impressions versus everything else, including We're Not Asian Enough, which was a killer episode, Chef's Kiss, has only 200 impressions. Really, really says a lot about what our viewers want. (laughs) Yeah. And... You know what? Just for that, we're not going to have any more white people on. No more white males in particular. Yes. This is it. That's all you get. Until you make our other episodes more successful, we're not bringing on any more white males. That's so funny. Yeah, you only get people of color now. Take that, viewers. Yeah. I mean, we love you. Thank you so much for all your support. Like, we're so grateful for you. But, like, please hype up our other episodes. We're not (laughs) only about white males. Maggie constantly asks me if we need guests now. Because she's like, I always think we're funnier with guests. And I'm like, wow, that's the patriarchy keeping you down. (laughs) But, like, all our guests aren't always male. Yeah. That's the self-deprecation keeping you down. But the ones that we have, like, male guests on, I think are, is our, like, usually our popular episodes. Like, Jordan, my brother, Nicholas. Like, those three episodes were, like, pretty good. But, like, why? 
Why is it better? Okay, my brother says it's because he was on and he thinks he's really funny. Um, you guys said the exact same things. You guys just repeated each other. It wasn't even that, like, I wouldn't even say that he had any of his own, like, I guess, humor I think, in it. I think me and Nick are, we're siblings for a reason. We're doing the best we can as two single mothers, with no children. What is your beef of the week or crush of the week? I have no beef. I have a very peaceful week. Um... I do have a crush of the week. Okay, but he's not a crush. I'm just really into this new singer. His name is Ruel. I don't know if I'm saying that right. If it's Ruel, Ruel. It's R-U-E-L. Um, he's great. He's 18. That's why I say I don't have a crush on him. Hmm. Um, but he was discovered by like a bunch of artists, and Eminem was one of them. And I just really like the idea that our boy Eminem is out here listening to indie music. Puts a smile on my face. That's what it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really recommend him. I think he's great. Go listen to him. Listen to Too Many Feelings. Favorite song right now. Great updates. All around great updates. Yeah. Little week today. But, you know, still an update. Yeah. we Maybe we can, like, try to look for chaos and stuff. Yeah. We're sorry. We're just trying to, you know, live our best, most peaceful lives right now because there's nothing else to do. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Actually, wait. So... In preparation for this episode, I was talking to my mom and my brother at brunch about this. So like some contacts, my family, like we were pretty busy. So we only have one meal together once a week. And it just happens to be like Sunday brunch. Um, and it's like pretty fun. Like we, we finally get to like talk to each other and stuff. So I was going through the agenda this week and it was a very chaotic breakfast or brunch. It was like the most chaotic I think we've ever been in a really long time. Um, which is saying a lot because I think we're a pretty loud family. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts by them. Lots of lots of thoughts and comments from my family about this episode. Again, we're talking about family expectations. Um, we're both technically first generation, I think. Um, our families came over to this brand new country from their old country. We had to adopt. Um, check out episode four. We're not Asian enough to hear us talk about our backgrounds a little bit more. But now we're going to get into uh, what our families expected of us in everything from school, careers, relationship, kids, that kind of thing. So just for some context, Wanda, tell the people when your family came to Canada. So technically, I'm not even a first generation because uh, my grade eight teacher, grade seven teacher, had to break it to me uh, very rudely. She was like, you're not a first generation. You're actually zero generation because you weren't even born here. And I was like, okay. I, I you weren't clear on the context of it but okay thank you for that um so I am zero generation because I was not born here um me and my parents came in 2000 April of 2000 so they have been here for oh wow this is April 21. happy 21 years yeah they're, they're legal to drink in America um I went back for a little bit when I was like five or six no four or five um because my parents were like busy working and they didn't want to pay for childcare, so they shipped me back home to China and got my grandparents and my aunts to take care of me. Um, do you know why they chose Canada in particular? Uh the land of opportunity. I could like the United States too. Yeah, but I think it was so Canada back in the day had this like uh skills um immigration uh thing where basically if you are a certain type of skilled worker you could apply for this type of i guess it's like 
I don't know, is it a visa? Is it a, I don't know what it was back then, but you could apply mm-hmm. for it. And then if you are the right type of skilled worker, you can get the visa to come to Canada because they needed those types of people back in the day. So my mom, I don't know what she did before. I think she did accounting before, but then she like learned programming and everything to apply for like this job. And then when she came here, she applied for other programming jobs. You are actually first generation, but when did your parents come to Canada and why Canada? So my parents came to Canada in 1993. Um, At the time, they already had my older brother. He was born in Vietnam, but he came over like a couple years after I was born. So he came over in 1998, I think. No, later than that. I don't know. Anyways, not important to the story. (laughs) They came to Canada because an opportunity came up. I think, yeah, something with a visa too. Um, And they were like, it was either between Canada or United States. I want to say United States or Australia. Those were like the big three at the time. Um, And they just happened to choose Canada. Oh, they're also like... Back in the day, they were, like, still super religious, so they would, like, talk to, like, their ancestors and see um, what do they recommend. And they recommended Canada, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so they went to Canada. And here we are. Here's me. Family disappointment. JK. I think it's funny when people ask you, like, oh, like, where were you born? And you're, like, the hospital that's nearby. (laughs) (laughs) They're expecting something else. I know they are. Yeah. So I say I'm born nearby, like 15 minutes away from here. I grew up here. Yeah. They're like, okay, but like, where's your family from? And I'm like, why do you care? What's it to you? Yeah. Which goes back to that episode as well, where yeah. you should not ask people that. You should also not have an answer it, like in mind. Like if she, if Maggie tells you that she was born 15 minutes away, that should be the end of that conversation. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind if they ask. I, I guess they're just curious. Um, like maybe, maybe they've been to Vietnam before. They want oh. to talk to me about my culture, dude. That has happened so many times where people have been to Vietnam once and they think they know everything, and they're like, "Have you been here? Oh my god! Like, let me tell you about the food here." I'm like, dude, I know about the food here. I eat this at home. Why are you trying to mansplain my country to me? Um, there was a a guy who I guess is in like food supply chain consulting and all that stuff. And he asked like our prof, he's like, so is everyone in Canada or is it like spread out all over the world? And my prof's like, they think spread out all over the world right now. Cause everything is online. And then, so he decided to start reading out zoom names that were ethnic and then being like, Hey, like um, this girl's like, she's Viet he's like said her name and then he, he was like are you in vietnam right now and she's like no no. I, no i'm not i'm just like i'm like 20 minutes away from like the school and everything and then he's like but have you been to like this city in vietnam and then she's like yeah like the food's pretty good there and everything he's like have you tried this from vietnam and he's like what about the vegan cuisine like it's the best in the world they say and she's like yeah they have really good vegan food and then he moves on to someone else and uh, another girl and then he was like are you from india that sounds like an indian name and then he's like, and then like, he's like, are you from like, are you in India right now? And she's like, no, I'm in Hamilton, which is like a city in Ontario. And he's like, well, you know, they say that food there is also very good. Their vegan food is also quite, uh, quite spectacular. And I was just like, Bro, no. 
this has also happened to me in my undergrad like in my international business class my prof like she considers herself like very well traveled so she mm-hmm. went around the class asking people if they went to if they were born in china so she asked all the asians in the room she got to me and she skipped me i don't know why offended <laughs> but also like i guess pleased like that she didn't ask me but also offended on behalf of other people mm-hmm. um and she was just asking people like what they knew about the country and it was super weird so i don't know what how white people have the audacity to do this wait was he white yeah mm. it's oh, he, i guess that i was right i guess he lived in those cities for a while like while he was doing like food supply chain and everything but like if realistically someone asked me it's like oh what's like the best thing about china my answer is going to be like oh the country's kind of shaped like a rooster and that's my fun fact that's it that's all i know about living there go look it up on a map i'm gonna put it right here you'll see the rooster yeah good to know okay um so anyways let's talk about like the expectations your family had of you um like school wise i don't know about you but uh my parents were pretty strict with school yep elementary school middle school they were like pretty strict high school for me too because the whole thing was like it's crunch time like you need the grades to get into university now like if you don't get like a minimum of 90 you're not going to get into the universities that you want for the programs that you want and everything so I think they were worse in elementary school like even in kindergarten they kind of cared really bad in elementary really bad in middle school high school was like a little bit better um cared in university as well like it's not like a minuses didn't even count like it was like a minus was like a little bit better than a B plus, but like unless you got an A or an A plus, nothing else really mattered. I think um, it's um in my personal experience, my life has to be categorized by like before my parents divorce and then after my parents <laughs> divorce. <laughs> because uh. before my parents divorce, it was like traditional like Asian like very conservative like you have to get these grades they would check up on us like every day about our grades and read everything that came through like they were on top of everything mm-hmm. and then after the divorce it was great <laughs> it was so much better um about I think like because I'm like pretty self-reliant I think I'm pretty independent so my mom like didn't really check up on me but she always checked up on my brothers like she had to follow them every step <laughs> of the way um, so for me, like she didn't really check my report card. Like she just asked, and I could tell the truth if I wanted to or lied. It wasn't hard to lie, but because like it's me, like I told the truth. Um, and she was like fine with it, whatever. She doesn't need to know like the little details. I just give her like the big picture just to let her know that I'm okay. So uh, anyone so- out there, some tips? Get your parents divorced. Yeah, I'm like, are you promoting this? Like, it sounds pretty sweet. (laughs) Um, Unethical life tips. For me, it was like, I was not a smart kid. Like, I did not get good grades, as I've mentioned in the past. So my parents would always do this thing where they're like, if you get five A's, or like, if you get above 85%, we'll buy you something like that I really wanted. So like, either like a cell phone or a new laptop or like, um, maybe like clothes that I wanted like oh I'll give you a hundred dollars to spend on clothes or whatever like that's how they enticed me to like do better in school but the issue was still wasn't that smart just because they were enticing me to uh get good marks it didn't really work because I still did not get those marks I get that they all wanted the A's and 
at one point, like it just transferred over to me to like my mentality was like, it's an A or else it's fail. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, I think that messes you up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always like, like I was always told that I was, okay, I'm not like flexing or anything. I was just always told that I was like gifted for a kid. Like I'm very smart. I need to be put in a grade above. My mom was like, no, I'm not doing <laughs> that. And I think like, it's, it's kind of weird to do with little kids. I like, keep like telling them that they're so gifted, like so smart, like comparing them to other students. I think that's like, it messes you up a little bit. Like you should just try to do your best not like force them to always get A's or maybe I don't know is that kind of weird like don't They're, focus on grades I think yeah focus on the learning along the way <laughs> I think like little habits too and I was talking to my nephew about this like little habits to me that I think are really important for kids are like participating like like challenging not challenging but like thinking from a different point of view mm-hmm. like being nice to other people like I think those are really important skills you need to develop as a kid like participating in that kind of thing and so my nephew he's in grade three right now and he's like an active participator like he always raises his hand like he always like knows what to say like he's like overall overall a great kid and the teacher's comment was you raise your hand too much you take away the learning opportunity from other kids like raise your hand less and I was like no you should not be listening to that that's I think a bad thing to say to him like do not encourage this so what like he's he has a voice like he should learn how to use it you're not going to teach kids that they're like that they should be quiet for other kids like I see where she's coming from but like it's cool like you want this habit you want him to be participating you don't want them to be silenced and to make way for other people yeah like as a teacher you shouldn't be putting other students down you should be telling the other students to speak up So rather than telling your nephew to put down his hand or put his hand down, like put his hand up less, she should be encouraging the other students to speak up more. Yeah, like, or maybe like approach it in a different way. I get it. Online learning is kind of tricky right now. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to be like creative around it. But I think it's still like the audacity you have to be like, put your hand down less, talk less. Mm -hmm. Like he's not not like he's speaking out of turn. He raised his hand. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's bad. But yeah. I'm also like growing up, I was like a pretty shy kid, I think. Mm-hmm. And I very rarely rose my hand. And I still to this day, like in class or like back in school, like I did not like class participation. So I'm like, if someone had maybe encouraged me a little bit more. Yeah. In comparison, as a kid, I never put up my hand. I was too shy. I was always like, what if this is not the right answer? And what if I look dumb when I say it? And what if the teacher criticizes me for what I say? So the amount of courage it actually takes for a kid to put up their hand and then get discouraged by their teacher for it is like, it's terrible. You're destroying this kid's confidence. Backwards. And I think that's the thing with Asian parents. I mean, not only Asians, but like a lot of parents out there that they only focus on the grades they don't really Mm -hmm. focus on like the learning process yeah the other thing with like gifted students like there's a lot of like anecdotes like online where people say that oh I was the gifted child so then I eventually got to a point where my giftedness just like it didn't work anymore. Like I just couldn't keep up. I didn't have any study habits because I never had to study in the past. Everyone just told me I was gifted or like the kid who's super quiet and everyone's always complimenting him on or her about how mature they are. But then when they get older, they don't know how to speak up for themselves. They're like very isolated. They can't make friends because they never really learn to break out of their shell. 
Yeah. Why do you I, keep thinking yeah. about anything? <laughs> That's me. Retweet. <laughs> like I want to cut you off. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think it's it's pretty challenging. Um. And I I really wish that if I had kids that I would do it the other way. But I don't know. I feel like I would also be focused on the grades. It just yeah. I think I would still consider grades like a factor. I just wouldn't consider mm-hmm. it the only factor. Like I would be encouraging them to speak out do you ever resent your parents for how they approach school with you yeah I mean to the point where it's like I was not good at math and then sometimes I would not get it right away and then my parents would yell at me for not being smart enough to understand it the first few times that they taught it to me and then I started crying so like that's not the best experience to have and also putting like like rewards towards grades I don't think really worked that well either yeah no I don't think I got rewards but it was just like an expectation but yeah those nights of staying up late um crying yelling I mean they're all like in the background now but I'm still like yeah kind of resent them for a little bit yeah like I don't think it it helped me in it I don't think it, it made me learn anything Mm-hmm. I have really bad mark anxiety now where I have like heart palpitations if I go like think about getting my mark or checking my mark like I still have it to this day even though it's a lot better so I went all of first year not checking any marks I mean we've talked about this before but I've cried over grades so many times like yeah. at every point in my education I have cried over grades And those are wasted tears. I have a list of things that I need to cry to. Grades are not one of them. Do not cry over grades, guys. Like, think about in the big picture, like, your life is not defined by a grade. Mm -hmm. Move on. Don't cry. Employers don't even look at your university grades. Like, the only time where I think grades is good is, like, if you're trying to get into, like, a university that you want. Like, if you're gung-ho about getting into an Ivy League, then you're going to need the grades for it. There's no other way. You're going to need to do well in your SATs. You're going to need to have lots of volunteer experience or extracurriculars. And you're going to have to have amazing grades. But, like, if you don't want to get into an Ivy League, if you wanted to get into just, like, any school, grades don't matter that much. And after that point, they don't really matter at all. Unless you want to get into master's or PhD program. Yeah. That's going to say. But if you're like us, <laughs> you don't need those grades. I mean, like you needed it for your MBA, but yeah. like I don't need anything. <laughs> but then again, they only look at the last two years. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the times I cried were first year. Yeah. So like it's a learning curve. Like guys, don't cry. Do your best. That's all we can ask for. As your as your adoptive mothers, yeah, we, we just want the best for you. You try yeah. your best. It's really hard to say to not look at grades though like I feel like it's so like ingrained and innate into who I am that it's like I don't know if I'll be able to like overlook it so easily I mean also in school I always assumed people were kind of racist like teachers because I was Asian so I was like you actually think I'm smart and to this day I'm still like why are you saying I'm smart you don't even know me is it just because I'm Asian Mm. yeah or like those comments where oh you're Asian you should be good at math like fuck you i'm bad at everything yeah (laughs) how dare you assume my race (laughs) um so what did your parents expect from you career-wise 
Um, so like typical, you needed to be like a doctor, you need to have some professional degree. My parents went even like a step further and didn't allow me to become a lawyer, even though it's usually computer, it's like engineer, lawyer, doctor. Like those are the three acceptable careers for, uh, as ethnic person to have. Right. I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, well, I first wanted to be a doctor and then my parents were like, there's no way you're going to become a doctor. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds good. And, and, um, I wanted to be a lawyer. I think I would have, I still think I would be a great lawyer, but they were like, um, you know, people are really racist. Like no one's going to come to you for like legal advice or help or anything because like, I would. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cause they'd rather go to someone who's white. And I was like, Okay. That's that's disappointing. And they're also like, we're not gonna pay for law school. So I was like, okay, not gonna become a lawyer. Um, but ever since my mom or ever since I was younger, my mom's like, You're getting an MBA because she's like, All the successful people I know have an MBA, so you're gonna get an MBA. And my mom's in computer science, so she's like, You should do computer science. And I was like, Okay, like I guess. Like I wasn't super into it, but like I like tech. I just don't like writing code that much. And she pitched us, but people in computer science make money. So I was like, oh, I like money. So that's what I did my undergrad in. And then um, got into my MBA, happy, rejoice moment. And then finally, my mom's like, oh, my plan for you is done. Like you have satisfied the requirements of- You can die now. Yeah. <laughs> You've satisfied the requirements of being my daughter education, education wise. So I guess like, I don't like, career-wise like she doesn't really care like all that much uh she hopes that I make money obviously and I'm applying um to the things that actually use my degrees I've always had like guardrails in place to or like constraints I guess in place where it's like I could and couldn't go like if I was a bowling ball going down the lane of life I always had these gutters up. There was no way that I could spew into another lane or not just go straight ahead and hit all the pins. Like, I know that's a good thing in bowling, but like. No, it's really good analogy. Okay, Um, thank you. (laughs) Do you, again, do you resent your parents for that? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what I, would I have been happier as a lawyer? Like, would I be happy in law school right now? Like, I. I don't know. Like, it's just, I, there's so many unknowns, right? Like it's a path that you didn't take. So then in your mind, it's always that shiny new thing that it could have been, but. Alternate reality, Wanda. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. She probably has a job right now, but like the good thing about this is that because like my mom structured, I put in quotations, um, my life so much, I can blame her when I'm jobless in two weeks. Would you do the same, you think? I think I would I would put like I would give options. Um, I would let like if I had a kid, I would let them try things. I think we had this. So when we around Christmas we had this conversation where I was like, I will support them for whatever they want to do for like a year. Like let's say they wanted to be an artist or something. I will support you for a year. If you can start living by yourself, like on your own supporting yourself with ever with whatever like thing you're doing then go ahead you can do this for the rest of your life for all I care but if it's like after this one year you're still struggling you still haven't really made it kind of thing 
like maybe at that like I'm gonna stop supporting you at that point and you either make it or come crawling back so yeah I think that's a not the supporting for year thing but I think it's the whole Asian stereotype thing like do whatever you're no the, the stereotype is you have to be lawyer doctor engineer mm-hmm. those are the, like the big three and if you don't get a job or you're not employed in those fields like no don't even bother like the arts don't even think about it yeah you're gonna be disowned if you go into the arts um even business like my parents were not on board because they didn't really know what business was and they were like you're not a business person you you wouldn't want to do this why um so I guess I won against my parents there. Even <laughs> if you've seen the show like Kim's Convenience, the most unrealistic part about that show is the fact that they let their daughter go to like photography as a yeah. university uh, major. Like my parents would be like, we're not paying for that. They would flip shit. They would like the art's not a real thing and everything. And like their parents seem pretty OK with it on the show. So unrealistic. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of funny because I was talking to my mom about this at brunch and I said, like, what did you have in mind for, like, my career? And she was like, I just want you to have a peaceful, stable life. Like, the only reason why I used to want you to be a teacher and lawyer was because I thought that's what you wanted um, because you seemed, like, so into, like, English and writing and everything. Um, Like, you just – and, she no, so before when she was back in Vietnam, she used to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and she was like, when I think about those early days, like it was so peaceful, so calm for me. And that's what I want for you. And I was like, I don't want a peaceful, calm life. I want chaos. Like, give it all to me. I want anarchy. JK, I don't. I do want a peaceful life, but I don't want to be a teacher because I cannot do it. I'm so sorry. Thank you to all the teachers out there. Um, and I think she she was just like, I want you to do what makes you happy. I want you to be stable, though. Like, I I think it's very important Mm -hmm. for women in the world. They already have, like, a hard time. I want you to be the most stable one of all my kids. Like, wow. But also double standard mom. Um, And, uh, yeah, she was just like, do do whatever you want. Just be happy about it. But there is a double, what is it, double standard? What's the word? Anyways, she's just like, if I were to go into the arts, if I were to pursue writing professionally if Mm -hmm. i were to pursue any sort of art music whatever it is she would have me out on the streets she would disown me so hard she claims that she wants me to be happy we both know that means you cannot go into the arts Mm -hmm. you cannot go into anything that will leave you unemployed Mm -hmm. yeah it's you have to be happy but you have to be happy within happy with money yeah happy with money within like a but like a professional kind of like you can't be happy with money as an artist or like as an actress like you would have to make it like you would have to be disowned first make it out on your own and then she'd like maybe come falling back yeah would she come crawling back or would she still be angry at you i find a reason to be angry at me yeah Oh my God. So when I was like about to go into university, my mom had asked me like, what do you want to do in your life? Like if you had a dream job, what would you want to do? And I was like, dream job, eh? I would totally be like a movie producer. That'd be great. Mm. And she was so pissed. That was the (laughs) angriest I've ever seen her. And she was like, what? You have no connections whatsoever in Hollywood. You have no, like, you have no experience. Like how could you ever want to be a movie producer? And I said, hey, but you asked me my dream job. She marched my ass down to like this career counselor who's close <laughs> with her family. And 
like she made me sit with him for like two hours to evaluate what my interests were, like what I didn't like. And then we had to choose my six courses I was doing for grade 12 to get into university. And we chose the programs that I was going to apply to because she was so pissed that I said producer. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> but like, it's really funny. I think that's so funny. But like the thing is I could totally see you as a movie producer too. Like I can yeah. see you working on set and everything, especially because you have such like knowledge of like pop culture and everything and you're a very like organized person like I can see it hi thank you that's still like a dream of mine I still occasionally will apply to NBC but I think right now I'm like my mid-20s so Mm -hmm. I think this is like the perfect time for me to make mistakes I haven't really made any substantial mistakes anyways I think I've been like pretty good so far I've been like I've been like a good daughter like good good overall like Mm -hmm. follow the right track and everything i think this is my chance to fuck things up a little get the chaos that i wanted i'm quitting my job i'm going to nbc nbc if you're hiring drop that job description down below i will apply like i wish there was times where it's just like there were you could explore like out like other career choices like it goes back to the education system too like how Mm. we we need to be like exposed to more opportunities out there like it's not always like black and white university college and then whatever job I think Mm -hmm. like you need to be exposed to like whatever jobs are out there have more networking opportunities always be networking guys even in high school just do it yeah bring your kid to work day should be more of like a wait you can't bring a kid I was gonna say like as a stranger bring this kid to work but I think that's creepy Hmm. maybe like not uh, bring your kid to work day but maybe like more of those like bring like a field trip to different career places or something yeah. like that or like have more people like you know in movies they always like get parents to come in and talk about like their jobs and everything like in yeah, tv shows days. yeah but we never we had never had those in yeah. high school yeah. like maybe having more of those could help get kids inspired by other careers and stuff mm-hmm. i i love like before when i would volunteer for like grade eight students and i talked to them about like what they wanted to do and I loved hearing what they had to say. Like, sure, not everyone knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Like, don't figure it out now. I just wanted to hear what you guys had in mind. And these kids were so creative. They were, one of them was like, I'm going to start a franchise. Like, I want to start my own business. Like, I'm going to do this to help people in like these low, like lower communities or something. And I was like, dude, damn, you're great. You're like 14. Impressive. Yeah, man, they're so creative. I my whole thing was just lawyer and I didn't even want to be like a good lawyer. I think um, so um, there's like, we went to like this thing where like you got to explore like different types of jobs and everything. Like it's basically like this, I guess center that does like career counseling for people and everything. And they like did it for us when we were in grade eight and the teacher was like, Hey, can you stay behind and film like a segment for them? Like for like future like commercials or something. And I was like, sure. Okay. And then, so they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I want to be a criminal defense lawyer. And they're like, why do you want to be a criminal defense lawyer? I was like, so the bad guys don't get out of jail and come kill me. <laughs> and that was, that was my reasoning. Cause I was like, if I'm a defense, like if I'm, if I'm like a prosecutor, then like 
you know, criminals are going to come out of jail and they're going to come get me because they're going to be like, that person put me in jail. But if I'm the defense lawyer, then I can get good with the mob and everything. And then they'd protect me. And like, people would be like frightened of me because then they'd be like, wow, she has like mob ties and she's like a respected lawyer in the mob community, you know? Yeah. But what if you were bad? Okay. Well, obviously I'd be good in my hypothetical imaginary life of when I'm Wanda the mob lawyer. So on to relationships, like how do your parents have any expectations of your current or future relationships? Um, so this whole thing with like, you're not allowed to date before university, but then as soon as you get into university, it's, it's like, who are you dating? Like, who are you seeing? Any interesting guys? Like immediately, like it changes, it snaps, it's different now, the coin is flipped. And it's like nonstop asking about like, like, how's your dating life? How you're doing this? Like, and it's like, what do you expect? Like, if it's like, didn't date for like, what, 18 years of your life? Like, do you expect it to change within like the one year? Like, good at dating now. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen like that. It takes time and everything. And it's like, it's not just dating. It's not only do you have to approve of them. They have to approve of them too. It's not enough that you're happy. No, they'll say that. But it's really not about that. They have to, they ha- they're essentially dating him too or her. Do they have an ideal person in mind? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like someone who, probably a doctor, um, tall, over six feet, um, uh, from a certain select race or country. There are like, races that they are not too happy about and will probably disown me. No. Well, I mean, yes, they would like to speak Mandarin to them, but mm-hmm. my mom knows that that's not happening. Um, they have to be making quite a bit of money. Um, they have to have a good personality. That one is more for me, but then they're like, okay, we'll consider that too. Um, <laughs> they have to be good looking in their eyes. For the viewers, look like cannot see. We're already at like six right yeah, now. The six is, fingers. This is a lot. <laughs> like your family is dating this guy. Uh, they have to get along with their family, like your family. Um, like the and then they have to have they have to come from a good family. So their family has to be like preferably undivorced parents. Um, happy family, a lot of money. Um nothing like nothing bad they should have no illnesses within their lineage that could be like transferred down that could be bad there's a lot of criteria and like because of that I always had like criteria where I was like oh this person's not like doesn't meet all like eight of my eight out of my ten criteria or something you know so then like I'd be like no but then now I'm like slowly trying to like I don't have that list anymore where I'm like well oh they should probably be older than me um Mm -hmm. That was my 10. Um, yeah, so now I don't really, like, have that list anymore, which is, like, it's a lot been a lot better for my mental health that I would say when I'm constantly not rating people on this arbitrary list. When do you think, like, you stopped using that arbitrary list? Uh, that's going to sound bad. <laughs> uh, I think since I met Jordan. I don't mean it like that, though. Like, yeah, no, I no, no. I know what you mean. <laughs> The list does not matter. You should just be yeah. happy, and they should not be an abusive mansplainer. Nice. Mm. I like that these little things keep coming back. I think it's a good point. 
I mean, a good approach to everything. Like, don't have a checklist in mind. I mean, have like a general guideline, ladies and men, gentlemen, at any gender. Don't get your parents to force too much on you, especially if it's like your personal life, like your dating life. Like, yeah, they'll have a lot to say, but like when you date someone, you're like, it's you. You're number one. Yeah. You, they, you should not be dating for your parents. Yeah. They're not dating all of you, all of your family. They're just dating you. So that's the thing. Like, that's the expectation, right? Like, they have to be, like, perfect in every single way. And also, you have to get it right the first time. Like. No dating around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. So it's, like, you basically, if you're going to, like, if you're going to date someone, that's, like. That's it. That's, like, mm-hmm. that's it basically yeah one shot yeah and it's like they don't even consider that you can consider like other op- like other possibilities like you don't know who you're going to be in five years you don't know who you're going to be in 10 years like you could be dating like six different people within that time or even more who knows yeah. maybe less my parents I, okay we're not like a touchy feely family mm-hmm. like we talk very much about like kind of surface level things yeah. so we don't really talk about dating in the family but like my brothers would like kind of date around a little bit um and, like, no one was really upset about it. I think my mom, like, had some stuff to say. I think she only got mad about one girl, but, like, not a big thing. But I, like, didn't really date a lot. Like, I still don't really date a lot. Um, so I, I don't know, like, what she expected. No, wait. When I asked her today, she had said, I just want someone that you're happy with. Um, and there is, like, a particular race that she is adamant about, but I will not say. Um, but she's like, I think you will get along with people who are kind of like, like similar to you, like people who maybe like have a cultural background, but were born here. I think that's the type of person you get along with. Um, but I think like you're, you're like a good judge of character. Like you'll figure it out. Fine. It's like, as long as he makes you happy. Like, I think, yeah. hey. That's okay. They, they say that. They say that, but I know <laughs> think things will come up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it's always, like, they always pitch it as something, like, so sweet and, like, so, like, oh, we just, we just want to, we just, we just care for you, no? We just want the best for you. And then, like, they'll, they'll turn on you. They'll turn so fast. (laughs) Yeah. But I, you're right about the whole university thing. As soon as, like, I started university, not my parents, but, like, everyone else in my family, they would ask me, like, who are you dating? Who are you seeing right now? Mm -hmm. Are you married yet? Like, why does no one like you? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? And they're always like, I hope you're not gay. The big taboo is do not be gay. <laughs> yes. It, which is so funny because I used to like, I used to make that joke with my mom. She's like, I'd rather you be gay. And I was like, you say that, but I don't think you mean that. <laughs> I mean, but it's like deeply rooted into mm-hmm. like old traditional Asian culture that you got to be like straight, like fit into the gender norms, that kind of thing. I really feel like I don't have any experience. I don't have any friends who have come out to Asian parents, but I really like feel for like, I really feel for those people. Like, I don't know how you do it. And I hope they're maybe more accepting when they're, it's their own kid. But like a lot of times I've heard like people have been thrown out, have never been talked to again, literally the family entirely and like friends like shame the family too for being like oh you raised a gay kid or something Mm -hmm. so that's not a great relationship expectation either Mm -hmm. really weird how the expect i think the whole like expectation thing goes back to how other people perceive you so um in vietnam like 
back in the day we were talking about this like the guy and girl can't date for too long like if they date for too long then it's like the guy is using the girl for sex Hmm. some reason it's not the other way around but it's like it makes the girl look bad it makes her look like bad in society and because like everyone knows everyone like people are going to whisper it everywhere they go and me and nick went back to vietnam like 2018 i think and nick went to meet up with a friend and nick was like oh like like something about like another couple they saw and nick's friend was like oh like no you can't you can't casually date around here like if you're you can't date for more than a year you have to get married or else it's gonna look bad and i'm like oh shit like these these rules like still apply to this day i thought it was just something like my mom had back in the day but it's still very much like you you don't want to look bad in society like if you have kids like you better be married or have like a husband there or something still very very conservative and it's only because you care so much about what other people are saying about you Mm -hmm. that's like the big thing like most of the things like most of these expectations are placed on children because of how the parents are perceived by like friends and family yeah like my aunt would lecture my mom if like she did something if my mom did something that my aunt didn't agree with oh my god like my parents divorce well my mom's side of the family were in tears for so long (laughs) (laughs) because they're like how could you do this we're gonna look so bad that i (laughs) that's so funny i don't I don't know i don't know why it just goes back to you're just dating the family <laughs> you're not marrying them you're her maggie's mom you're marrying her whole family <laughs> um, really, the, the divorce should have happened like years ago I yeah i should have been born i think um, a lot of asian parents like just don't get divorced because they're like oh this is i'm admitting to like failure or something or like how will this be perceived and it's it's kind of tricky too because it's like still so deeply rooted and like you see how it impacts other people too like um people in my family like for example like because like their family's so conservative so traditional like you see how it really impacts their mental health too like you can't you can't really be like a normal person i mean normal is very subjective but i think like it takes a toll on you like you had so many expectations on you so much pressure to be like such a great kid and now like now you're like kind of done school and you fall apart a little bit and you can't blame them at all because you're so like burned out from your overbearing parents that is a good segue as well into like um marriage what is the expectation for marriage like firstly knowing someone for a year and needing to get married like with vietnam like that's not like how how do you know like a year is such a short period of time like you would still be in like a honeymoon phase and within a year um, a long honeymoon phase I, i'm just saying it's possible though right yeah. like you don't you could maybe see each other only like a few times like during that year you don't really know how they really are so wanda has developed uh foolproof ways to really really figure it out really there's like situational tests to figure out if this is the right person that you should be with so number one it is uh going through a local trip of some kind so like anywhere maybe like you're driving on a road trip so anywhere between like two hours to like six hours road trip it's funny because you hate road trips and you pee so much (laughs) no one will no one will have me in their car because they don't want to stop for how much I pee. I have bathroom anxiety, so 
I'd like to know when the where the next bathroom is going to be and always be around bathrooms. Any kind of like short road trip within the within the country, within speaking the same language, or really any kind of just like stressful situation. Like it doesn't have to be a trip. Second one though, out of country trip. That one, you need to go to a place where people don't speak the same language as you do. So any foreign country really. Because that's important because it's like, how do you get around, you know? And also you get to see them on planes and stuff. Like what kind of traveler are they? Like you, mm-hmm. that you really need to know. Like same vacation style, different vacation style. Like are they the type that packs the minute before they need to leave for the trip and they forget everything? Do they pack like a week before the trip? Like these are important things to know. And it's like, are you okay with them packing last minute if you pack the week before? Do you pack for them? Anyways, three. For them, get out of there now. <laughs> I'm not a mom. No yeah, thanks. exactly. I'm not your mom. <laughs> um, and then three is living together because I think you need to know how someone lives. Like, can you, are you okay with all the annoying habits that they do in their own home? Because it's like, what if they don't brush their teeth immediately in the morning? Or what if they go days without showering and you don't know that before then? Or like, what if they refuse to do laundry or they don't do any chores or they make you do all the chores? Important things to note. But going to the expectation thing is like with like Asian parents, it's like they don't want you to do any of that stuff before you're married. Yeah. Well, how would you figure any of this out? Exactly. But it's like these are the things that you should be figuring out before Mm -hmm. you make that kind of commitment because it's like Mm -hmm. I I can't even imagine like not knowing how someone lives and then just being shoved into a house with them for the rest of my life rest of my life I put in quotations yeah that's terrifying if I have to do someone if I have to do all the chores then I'm Mm -hmm. like what was the purpose in living together I wanted like a partner in this I'm basically living with my family again I'm like the slave (laughs) at your family yeah my new thing is to say cinderella do this cinderella do that (laughs) i am cinderella that's good you should tweet that (laughs) i really like that checklist i mean we also added overcooked to this i don't know how to play but i would like to play it's a stressful situation. It's like, because overcooked, it's like, it's time management. You have to work together. It's a co-op kind of game. Does he or she yell at you if you make a mistake and you don't beat the level? Do they just give up under pressure? Like you, ha- like that's a, that is a good, that is number one. We're making a four, four step list. <laughs> and like, I know you can, you might say like, you shouldn't be testing people, but it's not really a test. I think it's just more of like putting people into different situations and seeing how they react. Yeah. Good compatibility test. Yeah. But not a test. Not a test. Compatibility report. My mom is just always like, if you think you're ready, then do it. If you're not, if you're not ready, then don't do it. So we had asked her a hypothetical question. If we were to get married tomorrow, what would she do? And she told Nick that he would be evicted. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole whatever you think is right do it is not yeah it's whenever she thinks you think is yeah because she said ready as in are you financially ready are you emotionally ready like do you have a job are you done school yet he 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 completed none of those three things on her checklist that is why he would be evicted (laughs) so (laughs) 
And then I asked, what about me? And she said, I will have to analyze your financial situation because I know you spend a little too much. But then you would not be evicted. And Nick was like, what is this double standard? <laughs> what do you mean double standard? He hasn't graduated yet. He doesn't have a job. Yeah, he still thinks it's sexism. Um, I don't know what to tell him at this point. I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with you being evicted. Do it. <laughs> You're basically your mom still said no to you. Even though you make like you make enough money to be able to survive on your own. Yeah. Like, and so like I'm gonna evaluate, I'm gonna assess you. Yeah. Like it's it's so funny. It's like it, you know how like there's like that whole thing where the husband or whatever asks for the family's like permission to like um have your hand in marriage or whatever. But imagine your mom pulls out like a list and then she's like, Okay, so what is your financial situation? How emotionally ready are you guys? <laughs> and then she just like writes scores and everything. And it's like if your final score is over like five hundred, then she will say yes. <laughs> nice. I mean, I don't think I'm I'm still gonna get her blessed. I mean, I should really ask her about what it is in like Vietnamese culture. But I don't think I would ask for her blessing. I think I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I don't like that because it's very, it's very archaic. It's like unless you're gonna, unless my family is giving this guy sh- or yeah, giving this guy sheep's for like my dowry and everything. Like I don't really understand the whole like asking for permission thing. It's very much like your daughter is property, and I, I don't, I don't like it. I know it's but tradition. I think- yeah, I think like leading up to it too, like you probably have that conversation with your significant other anyways. And really don't think you need to ask for their blessing. I think it's really weird. Yeah. This My is- mom would probably be creeped out too. Yeah. But then it's like, if you don't ask, like, will they be offended? Like, would your dad be like, oh, why didn't he ask for my permission? Listen, no, I don't think we're like, again, we're not a touchy feely family. Like, my brother and my sister-in-law aren't even technically married. We're fine. <laughs> um, I, Like, I, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, a, it's one of those weird things where it's, like, you're not really sure how your parents feel about that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like mine would be, like, oh, you need, like, they need to ask for permission. But if they ask for permission, I'd be, like, really offended. Because I'm, like, yeah. why? You have my permission. We've talked about this. Like, yeah. So it's very, like, good luck. Do they have, like, a set age of for you, like, when you should be married? Um, 30 years old and, no, ha- get married at, like, 28, 29, have kids at 30 to 32. And so that way my mom is, like, retired and she's, like, I'll take care of your kids and everything while you go work. And I was, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids will be mini-use. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, no. <laughs> like, this is not, like, this is- I don't agree with your parenting style. I don't know why I would let you raise my children. Did your mom have like a set age for you? Um, no, when I asked her today, she had said, whenever you're ready to do it. Um, but she was saying that in Vietnamese culture, like back in the day, like if you weren't married by 28, you were considered useless to society. Um, you were like, like dead weight to the family because you couldn't support yourself. You couldn't like, you didn't have like a husband to support you. Like you couldn't do anything. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm, like, getting up there soon. Am I going to be dead weight to this family? My mom was like, no, no, no. Like, there's no age at all. Like, do whatever you want. I'm like, 28 is still too young to me. Is this bad? Yeah. Like, we're we're at, like, an okay age now. But every time I see people getting married on Instagram, I'm like, holy shit. Like, are you pregnant? What's wrong? Why are you yeah. getting married like this? You're so young. You have so much ahead of you. 
yeah why would you want to do this to yourself um I don't really have any guidelines like I don't even know if I want to get married I'll be honest I would love to go to and a wedding like a friend's wedding <laughs> yeah this is really unfortunate because i feel like all of our friends have this like we don't really want to get married mentality and but i really want to go to weddings where i know the bride and groom like really well so then i'm trying to force other people to get married <laughs> so that i can go to their weddings yes i feel this i would love to go to your wedding one day because i know you're gonna have an open bar yeah it's gonna not be that a- i drink a lot but like i just <laughs> I just love free alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I did have one, it would be, like, party. Best, like, amazing food, amazing drinks. hmm And then, like, none of the other stuff. Because. Yeah, I would just do the reception. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Like. Your party so with all my friends? Great. Yeah. <laughs> and your parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Ugh. Yeah. My parents um, love to see with a boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. The. <laughs> Get in front of your parents? Yeah. I I can't I even like holding like like the part where you exchange vows or you're holding each other's hand or something that's Ooh. like that's too much no we're gonna we're gonna black out the screen now. Uh, mom I do not know this man <laughs> oh he is you are you are too close to me I need you to move we're over just a little. friends yeah we were talking about kids too she was like it's up to you like it's I trust both of you like it's your kid if like it's your choice what you want to do with the kid I'll support you no matter what you do so she is pro choice um. But and I feel like she'd like get upset if I was a single parent. <laughs> I feel like she would. My mom was saying like similar to like Vietnam. I think it's over the age of 25 or something. I think she didn't get married until she was like 27. So she was considered a leftover woman at that time because you're you were supposed to get married way earlier. But and then like if you don't get married, then it means that you're like no one wants you. You're just the leftovers. So you got to settle for whatever. Right. whatever you just gotta settle like that's the thing like you basically if a suitor comes along you basically just that's it that's the one a suitor i like that (laughs) okay so my mom claims that she has no expectations of us for kids but we can have as many kids as we want or we can have no kids if we want um i know this is complete bullshit she would kill any of us if we had if we decided to have no kids so she's lucky that all three of us like all three of her kids want to have kids. Um, but like one of my cousins, she is, she's an only child. Um, she's forties now. And like, she is adamant. Like she does not want kids. Like she has a pretty cool lifestyle. I think like she's pretty independent. Um, and her mom and my mom are, are like, yeah, she's going to change her mind. Like she's going to have kids one day. She's in her forties now. I'm pretty sure she's accepted that she's not going to have kids. Um, and it's it's just kind of weird that maybe because she's a woman or I don't know if guys go through this too, but like you just can't be expected to have no kids. Like you're useless if you don't have kids. What more do you want? She has a job. She's independent kind of doing her own thing. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can't believe it's like 40 years old. It's like, she'll come around. Just you <laughs> wait. When she's 50 or 60. You're going to change your mind soon. Yeah. But the point, like, it's like at a certain point, it's like she can't even have kids anymore. So it's like, this is why, why are we even talking about this? You're going to die in the process. Yeah. But you get a kid at least. Yeah. Trade one for another. The other thing for like my parents was like, 
that I learned recently where it's like I was planned to be born in the year of the rat um, because my parents are both monkeys and they're like monkeys and rats get along really well. So like we plan for you to be like born in this year specifically. So then I think there's like this whole new expectation of like, oh, you have to make sure your kids are born within a year that is compatible with not only you, but us as well. But that's not easy. It's basically like Chinese horoscopes mm-hmm. for Asians or like lunar horoscopes for Asians. My family's really into that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my mom was saying like, oh, no, someone was saying to us, to me and my mom. So my mom is a tiger. So she's like pretty hot headed. <laughs> and I'm a pig, even though I should be a rat. But like pig was before the Lunar New Year. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, like pig and tiger. Like they, they compliment each other. Like the pig is more like calm to the tire like they'll they'll like calm them down mm-hmm. like, okay sure i totally do not hype my mom up when she's angry <laughs> you're just there like supporting her fueling her to like keep going <laughs> i mean jk i don't actually do that but like it's it's kind of it's kind of funny but this also means that me and you like can't be together you i mean we are like compatible we're not the ideal compatibility but we are compatible but pigs and monkeys apparently are very incompatible like they bring bad luck and i'm like all of my friends are like pigs <laughs> sorry for your parents i am the reason for all their bad yeah, luck you're the reason that covid has happened to us <laughs> i'm so sorry to them so i can only speak to like vietnamese but like the expectation is you're living with them until you get married the guy is supposed to, I think he's supposed to, like, stay in the, no. Okay, so how, from how I see it, like, the older generations, like, the guy stays in the house. Um, it takes over the house kind of thing, and the grandparents will live there. But uh, usually the girls, like, as soon as they're married, they're out. Like, they have to go live with the husband's family now. Um, and my mom is obviously like, no, you stay here until you can financially support yourself and leave. But my mom is like, you have to own a house. You cannot. Or own an apartment or own a condo or something. You cannot rent. Rent is throwing away your money. So you will stay here until you can financially afford to own something. So as we know with the Canadian house market, I am never moving out. Yeah, have fun living with your future husband at home with your brother's future <laughs> wife too. Mom, don't worry. He's going to sleep on the couch. I'm sleeping in the bed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Even like after marriage, it's like, nope. <laughs> No, don't worry. We've never even like held hands. We never did anything. Yeah, even after kids, it's like no, nope. like, <laughs> the store came. <laughs> yeah, I think like my parents are more susceptible to me moving out. Um, but I know a lot of like Eastern Asian cultures, it's very much like you move in with the family, like you move in with the guy's family if you're the girl. Did you ever go through like a rebellious phase with your family? Uh, I feel like I'm still in that rebellious phase with my family. I feel like we still periodically get into fights over things, like their expectations and things that I don't agree with. But it mostly started when I was like 13-ish, like 12, 13, you know, like the teen angst years. Very like, they wouldn't let me go to the mall by myself and I'd like throw a tantrum and like Mm -hmm. things like that. Like they're just like, like they slowly became less controlling, but then they became more controlling or like controlling, I put in quotations and other aspects of my life where they just voice their displeasure with my choices. But then they also say, we just want you to be happy though. They don't. Anyways, that's a co- that's the cause for a lot of our fights. That's funny. 
Um, I was, I was actually about to say, like, I don't think I've ever rebelled before in my life, but then you mentioned like how they wouldn't let you do things. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe this does happen a lot. Yeah. I think like when I was younger, actually, no, to this day, if I'm not home at like a certain time, my mom like freaks out because no, it's like a double standard thing because my brother can stay out all night if he wants to. But the second that I'm out, like past midnight, she freaks out and she calls me and I, we get in so many arguments about this. Because I'm like, why? Like, I am old enough. Please leave me alone. Even when I was in school, like staying late for group projects and stuff, she would still call me and be like, hey, when are you coming home? Like, what's going on? Like, you should come home soon. It's getting late. I'm like, dude, what the heck? Like, I'm I'm a grown ass adult. Like, I need to be here. Like, what are you doing? And I don't think I did anything to rebel. Like, I know she just cares, but I'm still like, leave me alone. This is my space. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not stupid. But maybe I am stupid. I don't, I don't know. I really go back and forth there. But those are really like my only like rebellious moments. But I know it's like, I don't, they have good intentions behind it. They want me to be safe. They want to know that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. My mom, like every time she reads like stories of girls getting kidnapped, she's a little more like around me. Yeah. I remember when I was younger and Taken came out, which was terrible for my social life because my dad would always be like, you see that movie? That's going to happen to you if you don't listen. <laughs> like it was like a threat and like it, it like every time I did something that really was like mild- <laughs> that was like mildly like oh like uh like mildly like dangerous like if I went outside and played at a park by myself or something like you see that like you, that could have happened to you <laughs> like this is terrible <laughs> you actively try to please your family I think I do or like at least some parts I do like I did an MBA right so mm. I, I don't think I would have done it if I wasn't trying to actively please. But then others, I'm like, no, go away. Like, I, I can't. I'm just going to keep fighting on you with you on this until you give in. Because <laughs> my mom also called me very stubborn yesterday. And she's like, you get that from me. And I was like, okay, so we're going to stop arguing about this now, right? And I've, like, created the boundary of, like, I will ask for your help. You do not need to nag me. <laughs> So, like, if I don't ask, you do not need to tell me. Like, my mom constantly would be like, so when are you going to find work? When are you going to find work? Have you, do you have any interviews? Do you have any interviews? Are you applying for jobs? Maybe you should apply for different jobs. Maybe you should look for this sector. Maybe you should go apply over here. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I know these are, these are all things. They're not, you're not telling me anything new. These are all things that I, like, already consider and already think about. So it's like, what about you? Do you try to please your parents? Parent? Um... I think I, I always kind of do. Oh, like people every- pleaser, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like, even if I couldn't, I would. I mean, but I think, like, um, there are still things that I disappoint them about. Like, my weight, my size. They are very yeah. disappointed at that. But, like, what can I do about it? Like, sorry. Sorry, I like food. Um, But, I, and I think, like, it comes to a point where I'm just like, ugh. Why am I always trying to please them? And I don't want to keep doing that. I'm going to live for me because I have not made enough mistakes. <laughs> I want to mess up my life a little bit more to make myself spicy. Yeah, my mom always says that. She's like, I just don't want you to mess up your life. I mean, like, I, I need to make a couple mistakes. I'm, I think, like, your 20s are the perfect time to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I don't think I made any significant mistakes. But maybe that's good. That's what my parents wanted. They did not want me to make any mistakes. So it yeah. would be 
it would be bad of me to go back and be like, you know what? I'm going to move to another country right now. Like, fuck me up. <laughs> you wanted chaos, though. So <laughs> I don't actually want chaos. I'm I'm the very opposite of a chaotic person, I think. Okay, if you say so. What is that supposed to mean? Anyways. Uh... No, wait. Go back. <laughs> so what is the best advice your parents have ever given you? What what about you? I don't know. <laughs> um I think it was like career advice maybe where it was like, "Oh, it's okay if you take if it's something you want to do and it's like in the right it's it's the right next step, it's okay if the money is not there. You should take it because you like enjoy it and you think it's like a good building ground and then the oh. money will come." That's actually really good advice. Okay. Why are you making that face? At I, me? I don't know. I just it's like don't uh don't encourage them. <laughs> I mean, it's, like everything else is flawed, but like that one piece, there's always yeah. a bit of gold somewhere in garbage, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think like my parents have given me anything great. I mean, one piece of advice that I can remember, it's just always like be happy. They want me to have, like, a happy, calm, boring life. That's what my parents want for me. That's I think they, It's weird, though, because I always tell my mom, like, I'm going to go to a new job. And she's like, but will they pay me better? <laughs> Only focus on money. And I'm yeah. like, no, I don't care about. I mean, I do care about money. I love money. But I also want to be happy and fulfilled. It's really weird, like, the generations, because my mom's generations, and, like, your mom's, too, like, everyone was focused on the money. Like, they didn't care about, like, being fulfilled at their job. They're like, it gets me money. I don't care. Yeah. But now our generation is like, okay, our basic Maslow's needs are satisfied. Mm -hmm. Now we want fulfillment. Yeah. That just proves that Maslow's hierarchy is true, because they didn't have, like, they had to work hard to get the basic levels of the hierarchy like they, but then we were born into the hierarchy yeah like they've seen what it was like at the mm-hmm. lowest of the low yeah my mom always talks about how she used to go to school like she only had two pants and it's yeah. like those pants were not clean that day or were not washed probably she just did not go to school mm-hmm. now she had to walk miles to go to school and i should be so happy i only had to walk one hour you walked an hour to school well, it was like it was like on the snowy days, like oh, because okay. I had to like brush through the snow. It took me an hour. Damn, that's so <laughs> whatever time too. I didn't trust my lockers at school for some reason. I was always paranoid people would break into my lockers, so I always carried my textbooks home every single day. Oh my god, so heavy. How are you not like jacked? <laughs> that was like the. I think that was why I, that was like the skinniest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best advice that Maggie's going to give us today. <laughs> Just walk, walk to school and carry all your textbooks. All your textbooks. Yeah. Great workout. You'll, come, you'll go to school sweaty, but like great workout. <laughs> I don't know. I think like, I think they did an overall good job. I think it's just, I think if you're happy, I think it'll translate to your kids because my parents were not happy together. Mm. And like, I think it was very obvious. Like it was not like a great household. But the second like the divorce happened, like they're happy. Like we got so much happier 
I think it's just, I don't know, making sure like you're happy and safe. My mom keeps saying that like, oh, it only matters when you're younger. And then like us, like your parents fighting now, like when you're older, doesn't matter. Like it doesn't affect you. And I'm like, it still affects you. What? It still affects me. Like just because I'm not like an impressionable youth doesn't mean that like you guys fighting doesn't like hurt me in some way kind of thing right uh-huh. and it's like it's just somehow it's like oh you're an adult now then <laughs> so my mom does this thing where if it's convenient for her she will treat me differently so i was helping jordan paint um his dad's house yesterday and she's like oh like don't work too hard don't harm yourself by like uh working too hard i'm like i'm painting like i'm literally taping down windows and painting like i don't like I don't what am I supposed to where's the strain coming from how am I going to harm myself in this process but then at other times she'll be like oh like do this for me like you're an adult you should have like all this responsibility you're so strong everything it's like well it's just like whatever she thinks is convenient she treats me accordingly anyways what's our question of the week are you a disappointment to your family (laughs) all in all do you think you're a disappointment to your family or you think you're good I think I'm too good, if that makes sense. I think I might have tried to appease my parents a little too hard. And now the fact that I'm rebelling more again, they're unhappy with it because they're like, we hold you to such a high expectations. No one's good enough for you. We don't think any guy will ever be able to be as good as you are. And I'm like, so you want me to be single? <laughs> like, what, what future do you want for me? I should be more of a disappointment for them. Like, it was ever since the NBA, it's downhill. You played yourself. I played myself, yeah. And now, <laughs> if I want to go to further education because I don't want to go find a job in this environment, then they're going to be like, wow, now you need someone who's a PhD. You need to go for professors only. I'll show them. I'll go bring home a 70 year old professor. <laughs> show them a sick power move is <laughs> what about you do you think that you're a dis i don't think you are i don't think i am either yeah i mean i think there's like little things that i can improve on but i think overall like i think i'm is it is it like too obnoxious of me to say that i'm like pretty good i'm like a no, pretty I good i think so okay i think i'm a pretty good kid <laughs> But I don't want to be too hard on the other people who are like bad kids, you know? Yeah, but I feel like that's subjective, right? Yeah. And even though we're considered good kids, like that doesn't make our parents' expectations of us any less for some reason. Like we, they're yeah. still equally as controlling as they would be if we were bad kids. Maybe like, I more. Be, I could be a meth head right now. Yeah. I mean, not that a meth, meth heads aren't great. I do not support you if you are a meth head. I'm so sorry if you're a viewer and you're listening to this. Um, yeah, I could be way worse. Be happy with me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, I think we're because we're too okay people, they have nothing to really because Asian parents love criticizing. So if you're too good in one area, they have nothing to criticize you about. So then they start picking at things to criticize that are like, are yeah. you really you're gonna like you're gonna criticize this about me? Like, come on. Yeah, this goes back to our whole your mom is your first hater. <laughs> Yeah, they really are. And then you're number two. So our question of the week, are you a disappointment to your family? And is that a good thing? Yeah. Do you try to please your family like us? Where do you want to break free? Do you relate to this? 
let us know in the comments or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, please. Let us know what yeah, let us know what else we should talk about, too, because we're, like, running out of topics here. Yeah, I know we keep saying that episode after episodes, but, like, each episode, we're getting closer to no ideas, so. Yeah, like, well, next week, we're just going to stare at the screen for, like, an hour. <laughs> well, it'll be Maggie singing the song that's in her head so that at least the podcast <laughs> listeners have something to listen to. <laughs> yeah, we're going to lose all our subscribers, like, real quick. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe it's a new it's a new trend on YouTube. So who knows? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Apologetically Me. Like us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, Like us on social. Wait, follow us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. 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 (laughs) Instagram, Twitter, and tiktok that's the other one i don't know why i said linkedin but as soon as i said it i was like something is wrong thanks for watching bye Bye.